Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 153, episode 2 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production yeah. of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck Ooh. Fox News, fuck okay. Rush Limbaugh, fuck yeah. Ben Shapiro, fuck nice. Tucker Carlson, fuck yeah. Fondant. Uh, I still am on the fence about that. About Fondant? It's so yeah. cute. It's fun. Whatever. It's fine. It's Jack. cool. I'm it sorry. allows. It makes makes for cool cake sculptures. Uh, I just don't like it in my teeth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, please move on. Uh, it's Tuesday, <laughs> September 29th, twenty ninth, twenty twenty. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka Mister Mountain Boo, Mountain Dew Chode Red, Ooh. aka Mountain Dew Pitch Jack, aka Mountain Dew Zite Out. A.K.A. Mountain Dew Sweet Thightening, uh, or Thightening, uh, A.K.A. Mountain Dew Frost Sight. And I'm thrilled to be joined by today's special guest co-host, Jamie Loftus! A.K.A. Keep having the same dream about Adam Sandler mailing bras to my house, but the bras are always too big! What? I've had that dream... <laughs> Three times this week. Jamie, what? Adam Sandler <laughs> is Amazon priming, which I don't even agree with. He sent he's sending bras to me in the mail on Amazon Prime. I open the box. The bra is way too big. What I have no is... way of contacting Adam Sandler okay, to let boy. him know. It just says like sent courtesy of Adam Sandler? Or do, does he reach out and be like, it's I like uh, very informal. It's the gift slip. like, Or Got it's like it. a dream thing where I just know it's from him, but it's uh-huh. definitely from him. Right. The bra's never the yeah. right size. Yeah. It's, if not any, like con- if- it's not like a, it's not like a concert man or whatever. Opera man. It's Opera like man. actual Adam Sandler. <laughs> it's not just characters. It's actually Adam Sandler. It's just it's just uh, the, the man, Adam Sandler. And uh, yeah, if there's any dream analyzers in the listener base, please don't tell me if it means something bad. <laughs> Do tell me if it means something funny. On the uh, subject of the difference between Dream Adam Sandler, Real Adam Sandler, and Opera Man Adam Sandler, <laughs> I once saw him at, like at a pool with his kids, and he was like doing characters, like oh just, hell yeah, like, to entertain them. He was doing, I think, his character from is he in Hotel Transylvania? Yeah, I think he like oh. he was doing. He would like, be Dracula. great to have as a dad. What a oh, fun man. dad! Yeah. He seemed like the best dad. Uh, just exactly what you would expect him to be based on the movies. That uh, is how he wins. Yes. Well, we are thrilled to be joined uh, in our third seat by the hilarious, the brilliant, the talented Cody Ziegler. Oh the watch as the crowd, uh, uh, an odd hush rushes over the crowd here at the Daily Zeitgeist Stadium. Thanks for having me back, Falk, guys. Love to be here. I'm hopped up off some coffee. Crazy. I'm yeah, ready to yeah. rumble. Woo! Hell yeah. Ready to rumble. <laughs> That's the way we like it. I'm like good to go this morning. I think it's like, do you guys have like, oh, nothing bad has happened today yet because we record early enough in the day. You're like, yeah. right. Yes. I, uh, I I stopped looking at my phone in the morning because I didn't want to be sad since the East Coast is three hours ahead of us mm-hmm. in the torture chamber. So right when we when we end this recording, I'll check into my uh, pain app and see what's going on in the world we'll just today. just let it wash over you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, I'm going to uh, tell you guys uh, oh, about oh, what you've been missing like, out on. I'm going to ruin your day. <laughs> um, it's like bad news that makes me feel that there's like mo- different types of bad news. And uh, today has been full of bad news that 
has made me feel like maybe slightly more reassured about the future. Mm. Um, slightly, a little bit, no. very, very low bar. Uh, anyways, <laughs> we'll talk about uh, why Trump's house of cards may be crumbling. Uh, we'll talk about the $300 million that uh, the Trump administration took from the CDC, uh, no. put it towards the HHS uh, wow. to uh, pay Dennis Quaid and CC Winans to tell people to fight despair. That's that's what they're calling it. Oh, Rather than fighting coronavirus, you got to fight the despair around yeah. the coronavirus. I thought you were possibly referencing Dennis Quaid's podcast, which is, I think, maybe the most cursed piece of media on the market today. <laughs> oh, and that's boy. a competitive market. If you yes. want to hear some of the freakiest shit in the world, wow. the Denisons podcast. The Denisons? The Denisons? I don't know. That sounds extremely Denisons. not cursed to me. That sounds like the perfect idea for a podcast. The Denisons, he did have, he got Dr. Fauci, the Denisons. Oh, wow. He got Dr. Fauci. I think that might be part of this propaganda campaign to get people to feel okay about a a $300 million propaganda campaign to get people to, it's not fighting coronavirus, it's fighting people's bad feelings about the coronavirus. It's It's a good vibe check. Yeah, yeah, vibe check. So, yeah, cele- celebrities three hundred like- million dollar vibe check. <laughs> yeah. <they're- laughs> oh fuck. Nice, a nine figure vibe check. Yeah. Ugh, <laughs> oh, nightmare. Um, and then we'll do some like brain bleach news rundown. Oh yeah, uh, bleach my about- t- my frontal lobe, baby. I need it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I we'll mean, talk- I again, I recommend the Denisons. You know, I'm gonna <laughs> actually go check it out. I gotta check out this Denison. See what he's talking about over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll talk about the NBA bubble, what's going on in there. We are now to the finals. Uh, we'll talk about the Great British Baking Show. Uh, we'll mm. talk about Pem 15, mm. Korean oh, soft yes. drinks, David Attenborough, mm. uh, and the social mm. network. All of that, plenty more. Oh, oh, uh, but oh. first, what a randomized list. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> Action packed, uh, baby. Just stuff <laughs> that I was using to distract myself uh, Hell yeah. from our <laughs> impending doom. Uh, but first, Cody, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Uh, I recently found out about sad lamps, so I searched what an actual sad oh, yeah. lamp was. The uh, I believe it was seasonal as- affect disorder lamp. Apparently, it's like a lamp that you buy during the winter months that like, recreates the color temperature of the sunlight. It makes you less sad. Uh, my first thought was that since we only have one and a half seasons in L.A., it may not make that much sense for me to buy one. It's right. pretty. It's pretty. Pretty. You know, sunny outside. But then again, it has been overcast with that nice, uh, you know, Blade Runner uh, tone. So, like, maybe I do actually need uh, a, to invest into a sad lamp. I wonder if there's a weather service uh, that gives weather forecasts based on like dystopian uh, <laughs> movie landscape. Because, yeah. like, I definitely had like a Denis Villeneuve like yeah. vibe for a week there. I was like, that's. It's Ooh, not. A, it's not that's a very classy vibe. Yeah. yeah, it's not full original Blade Runner, but like a lot of his movies, like that are set in the future, have like this sort of grayish, mm-hmm. like orangish sky. Orangey blue. Myself it kind of talk- looks like a movie yeah. poster. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. We're listening to a lot of synth. We're talking to Siri a lot. Just trying to get into that <laughs> that post-apocalyptic cyberpunk mindset. Yeah. 
Um, I used to have a little light therapy lamp, but it was when I lived somewhere where there was winter. And I don't know if it did anything. Yeah, I'm trying to think back. So I li- when I went to like undergrad, I lived in like the mountains and we definitely had winter for like four to six months out of the year. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I remember is that like, I would have very cozy sleeps at night. Like I, remember, I don't remember being sad. I just remember having very nice like frost induced like comas I'd, I'd, I'd go into right. when I'd go to sleep at night. It's nice. You're just yeah. like, oh, I just feel like I'm in the house from misery all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the coziest, yeah. uh, most heartwarming movie. It's nice yeah. to have someone looking after you, you know? Yeah, taking care That's of you. Right. Yeah. Looking after all belongings in the house to make sure you don't <laughs> move them even remotely out of She doesn't want you to get cold. Position. She wants you to stay in the yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah. Like Ellen. Um, that's what? I mean talk about a good like and if you're thinking of movie characters that were good with like COVID and staying inside <laughs> yeah. misery is right up there yeah she'll yes. hobble you so you can't go outside perfect yeah, yeah exactly just <laughs> the excuse really I need to <laughs> yeah. take it easy for a couple seasons the lady the lady from misery would for sure have like Dr. Fauci panties that like freaky boomer moms are getting. You know what? I would say that I would. I'm so, <laughs> I think there's a 50 50 coin toss between that and her being full QAnon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. QAnon, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see either of those because her undying affection for the for the Stephen King proxy in that uh, <laughs> is like. Very similar to the way that I feel like the Q people feel about Trump, except for the fact that like she was not forgiving of his missteps. She was like, <laughs> yeah, she's like I'm going to take this into my own hands, which would be great if. I mean, Q talk about a girl boss. Yeah, hashtag girl boss. Jamie, are you <laughs> are you able to talk at all? Speaking of QAnon, are you able to talk at all about the story you're working on, or is that a exclusive? Um, it's still kind of in the early stages, but it was, okay. it's basically just like, yeah, talking about uh, public uh, public vehicles are, uh, in our area have been seen with QAnon stickers, and it's just, uh, I'm in the process of figuring out uh, who, how, you know, all the W's, all of, all of those. I, I don't know. It's fucking, like, I feel like everyone's um, learning curve for QAnon has really mm. had to ramp up the past yeah. month or so, where I figured yeah. out my aunt is, Q, like, she's been posting bizarre shit, and I was like, Ooh. oh, it's QAnon stuff. Like, she's like, I remember she posted to Facebook, JP Morgan sunk the Titanic. I'm like, that's a mad lib. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a QAnon thing. It's oh, so, wow. yeah. Truly JP just Morgan conspiracy mad libs. <laughs> Truly, yeah. What the fuck is happening with the Titanic right now? Because like, having there's also <laughs> it's really having a moment right now. Uh, <laughs> because there's also like stories about maybe it wasn't uh, iceberg. It was like some glitch that fucked with the uh, navigation system or something. People need to like rely. I, the northern. I, I love mm. Titanic. The heard- the myth, the movie, everything. <laughs> yeah. But people need to chill. Like it's like who at this point, who mm. does care? You uh, think in, in many ways, how Kubrick faked the moon landing. You think Cameron faked the Titanic? <laughs> Yo, that was a <laughs> Can't thing. Be a coincidence. <laughs> that was uh, in the early two thousand tens, early teens of this decade. Uh, there were a lot of young people on the internet who were just finding (laughs) out uh, that the Titanic was based on a true story. They're like, wait, what? That is... You love to see it. Oh, boy. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) I found out recently that a singer I like is Titanic nepotism. Like, her... 
some of her ancestors, I mean, she's like from a rich family because every mm-hmm. successful person is, right? Uh, but she, uh, yeah, she's like Titanic, like her family became really prominent when her, her like great, 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 great uncle sunk on the Titanic. She's oh, wow. Titanic nepotism. You can still you know ride what? that out. Yeah, you know what? You know, you, you cash those checks, do what you can do. That's all a hustle. Like, I respect the game. Right. Yeah, K- King Princess, great music, Titanic <laughs> nepotism. King Princess is her name. Uh, yeah. Wow. Hell Love yeah. to see it. Yeah. Uh, at least she's not like trying to hide any sort of <laughs> nepotism <laughs> yeah. for, with her name. No, uh, she's like, I'm Titanic nepotism. It is yeah. what it is. <laughs> uh, Cody, what is a, what's something you think is overrated? All right. So I'm going to have a theme this week. Um, so bear with me. But All overrated right. oh, yeah. is the soda stream. Um, I have gotten a drink mate. Which is, I think, the woker version of the Soda Stream. I'm now a hashtag fizzgang, hashtag, bu- hashtag bubble boy. Uh, and I have been absolutely <laughs> carbonating every single thing that's in my fridge. Uh, we got, of course, water. Everyone's done that. We got lemonade. We got strawberry lemonade. We got Ooh. orange juice, peach mango orange juice. And literally, after we finish this recording, I'm going to walk to the 7 Eleven at the end of the street. And then I'm going to buy two Gatorades and come back and carbonate those bad boys. So, like, I am absolutely wow. on one. I am out here for the fizz. I'm out here dying for the bubbles. Uh, like, and and honestly, like, I, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if I can. Sh- oh, wait, here. So, like, now my room is just filled with these CO2 canisters because it's <laughs> it's the coolest part of the house is in my room, and I don't. Want, I'm afraid they're going to explode in the kitchen because it gets hot in here. Oh, so, like, yeah. 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 You're also ready for a party in rural Tennessee. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. we're going to do some whippets in the parking lot. (laughs) Get real weird. So you're you're saying... I want to know what carbonated Gatorade tastes like. That's something that could be really good. Oh, follow my Twitter. You'll you'll be up to date, Jamie. Don't worry. I'll be live tweeting it. So Soda Stream is the thing that's overrated? I think, yeah, I I think I read they had some weird political ties. And like, like if I'm going to spend a bunch of dumb money on something that puts bubbles in my drink, I got to do with the the Wilkes version I could possibly do it, Mm -hmm. which was the drink mate. What is, uh, what's something that you've learned from like, is lemonade really good? Carbonated. You want me to break it down for you, King? Okay, I'll say. (laughs) Please, please. Honestly, right now, out of all the dumb things that I've carbonated, my favorite so far has been peach orange mango juice. Wow. Two taps, less than one second. Bzz, bzz, let the air let, let the, the carbonation come out. It's the best thing I've had. It's 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 incredible. It'll change your life. That sounds really good. That sounds really good. It's good. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm the Pied Piper coming in with my carbonated drinks. I'm leading everyone to the promised land. Follow yeah. me, King. <laughs> uh, what is something you think is underrated? Oh, I'm glad you asked again. Following my theme of liquids, Thai iced tea. The Thai iced tea has done so yes. much for the culture. Mm-hmm. Once again, I'm showing people the videos. I've been I've been going down on this bad boy. I um I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know why you would, but like I don't uh, drink caffeine that much. I can't handle it. My system can't handle it. So like mm-hmm. when I take uh, when I get even a little bit of it, like I'm absolutely wired. And um, I've had three cups of this today, so like I am absolutely on one right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my heart's beating out of my chest. You're on one feel, through ten. Yeah, <laughs> I feel so hyper. Uh, it's a drink that uh, I don't think gets a lot of a uh, lot of recognition in the in the tea game or in the coffee adjacent game. Also, a big fan of the Thai iced coffee. Uh, mm-hmm. I hit up. Um, I live in K Town, and I hit up the California market uh, yesterday, and I finally found some Thai tea. And I like, all right, this is my this is my jam. I'm getting in there. So, anyone out there looking for a good sweet tea that's not like mm-hmm. Southern sweet tea? 
I cannot stress enough how good the Thai iced tea is, folks. It's being slept on. Is it the orange one that yeah. has like the cream at the top that like mm-hmm. slowly drizzles down? Yeah, looks, it looks good. Oh, it's man. got a cool bottle. It, it'll, it'll change your life. And I've done the you, co- iced coffee before. I've never tried the iced tea. Oh, you got to get in there. Jamie, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it'll change your life. Have you carbonated it yet? <laughs> you know yeah. what? I think that's one of those situations where man has the power, but maybe not necessarily he should. It's like a Jurassic, <laughs> it's just a Jurassic Park thing where like, I don't right, know if I can right. handle that. Yeah. Yeah. You thought about but how you it, could. It's only Monday, but you didn't though. Necessarily, yeah. Come back to me on Friday. Maybe I've done Friday, it. Friday, you're gonna have Jeff Goldblum <laughs> lecturing you about. <laughs> yeah. Didn't think about if you should, Zay. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Uh, you know what? F- ending on my theme of liquids, I don't think you have to shake well before drinking. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Think about that. Like honestly, how many times have you bought a sweet tea or a lemonade? And like you've shaken it well before drinking, or do you go straight to the dome? I always go personally, go straight to the dome. I I don't yeah. know, I don't know what the shake would necessarily do. Like even on this bottle of iced tea that I just shoved in your faces, it says shake. I didn't shake, baby. I wow. went straight to went straight to cup. Living I'm also very pro. Like even if it's like mixing stuff around, I like to have stuff at the bottom of the cup. If there's yeah. some stuff at the bottom of the cup or the bottle, it doesn't bother me. It's it adds a little bit of character. You like a little sediment. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that, especially in like iced coffee sediment. Used to be like. I was yeah. heavy into iced coffee mm-hmm. sediment. And then you let it dry out, and then you light the bottom of the bo- bottle, and it like smokes up, right? <laughs> and then you- Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all been there, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> out, of all the, out of all the toxic things I put in my body, an unshaken lemonade can't be the worst thing. It's probably the best, <laughs> to be honest. Right, right. right. I've actually uh, started shaking. I never grew up shaking milk, and now mm. I shake milk before I, I pour Ooh. any type of milk. Mm-hmm. And that has been, that has made the milk creamier. I what kind of what kind of milk up. we mess with over there? I was gonna uh, say we, it depends on the milk. Yeah, we got two percent. We got mm. almond milk. We got you know it's a it's a real crapshoot depending uh-huh. on who's doing the uh, buying. But mm-hmm. we drink a lot of milk with a two year old and a four year old in the household. Yeah, and, makes sense. Uh, I've been I've been a silk boy the past uh, past mm. couple of months. Yeah, I like silk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got, I got a bunch of. Uh, I got a bunch of like uh, I have like stuff left over from my apocalypse kit that I made at the beginning <laughs> of quarantine. Yeah. So I still have a ton of almond milk. I have like all this hydrogen peroxide. I'm just like, what the fuck was I going <laughs> to use this when I, for? When, you know, when I bought my apocalypse kit, literally the only thing I bought was just a big knife. <laughs> a big <laughs> knife with like a thing that you nice. can like you can like start fires with. Like that's the that's, I made a whole Amazon list and I only made one purchase. That was it. <laughs> yeah. To prepare for the apocalypse, you just yeah. watch Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, like, okay. I think That's I got it. That's fun. I, w- yeah. I wonder what people have left from their like March apocalypse kits. Mine's pretty depressing. <laughs> we had a big like jug of water that was like leaking all over <laughs> all of our other stuff the whole yeah. time. So we just have like a bunch of waterlogged shit. Um, <laughs> but it's just interesting that we're talking about carbonating things because. One of the uh, most tasty looking beverages on this list is a, a carbonated yogurt beverage. Ooh, I've um, heard of this. Is this like the uh, is this like a Saudi Arabian thing? Uh, this is actually Korean. Like, oh. have, have you ever had the like little yogurt drinks that you can I don't get think at like so. Korean like the little acti- like Activia, yeah. like Jamie Lee Curtis? Activia has kind of right. Yeah, that's what people associate it with now because it was like mm. the first kind of mainstream uh, thing to or the animals. market in the United States. But yeah, <laughs> there there's some 
it's basically like a very popular children's drink in Korea. And I just, I, I've always, you know, my mother-in-law will buy a bunch of it mm-hmm. for our kids and I will drink all of them. They come in like <laughs> little tiny bottles. What's, what's it, what are they called? Uh, they're called yogurt drink. Oh, uh, I'll, I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll add that to the list. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do some research. But now, so apparently I just discovered they come in larger sizes that are carbonated, which I'm just, oh, oh, my oh. mind is blown. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I'll add that to the list, my man. Super <laughs> producer Anna Hosni is saying that um, carbonated yogurt is popular in Iran as well. Yeah. Okay. I, I think ma- think culture. this might be one of those situations where America is just uniquely uh, head up its own ass. Yeah, we're one. too busy with, with Coca-Cola, not the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we only like our carbonated beverages if they can dissolve a human jawbone <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> overnight. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break, and we will be right back. And we're back. Uh, and over the weekend, a couple stories. So tonight is the is the debate. Um, <laughs> we're not going to do a big long debate preview uh, here, other than uh, you can look forward to uh, just dread, just like hot <laughs> dread. I'm still debate. I'm debating. I'm still f- trying to figure out if I want to watch live or if I just want to like catch up later. I'm like, I don't right. know if I have. I'll see the gifts on Twitter. I'll see the gifts on Twitter. Like, I don't need to. I don't need to choke that down in real time. Yeah, I just. I feel like I just am not up to it at this time. Yeah. I'll see people making the same three or four jokes, and I'll like right. them, and then like, all right, that's what I can gather that happened in the debate. <laughs> Did you guys watch the Hillary? Clinton, Donald Trump debates. Oh yeah, that was that was frightening. That was, that was so those were, rough, man. It's so I've been having all these like 2016 flashbacks of like this time four years ago. Yeah, I like went with friends to a bar. Like we made like made a night of it. Mm. Uh, it felt, man, we were 500 years younger at that time. Yeah, yeah. it seems right. like so much simpler. Like I would, how I would love to just have Donald Trump hovering over Hillary Clinton bizarrely like how I would love to go back to those <laughs> days as opposed to like watching him and like Joe Biden's brain, brains bleed out in real real time yeah uh, so I'm so stressed about it yeah. yeah me too I'm gonna the the next time I, I will it'll be interesting to compare photographs uh, of me before <laughs> and after the debate because I feel like yeah. I'm gonna it's gonna be like comparing presidential like Obama before inauguration. Yeah, everything's <laughs> great. You you get a full right. beard over the course yeah. of the, the debate. Just start looking like Andre Iguodala. Iguodala. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's a that's a Miami Heat reference for all the sportos out there. But for some reason, two of their uh, play, two of their players just look like they're shipwrecked. Uh, all of a sudden it's kind of awesome <laughs> they just like we're like yeah we're not even looking yeah. in a mirror yeah uh, we're here we're here to we're here because we're talented players not because we look fantastic yeah but <laughs> uh anyways uh so we'll be covering that at some point in the future the the debate um but some news broke over the weekend about trump's tax re- returns mm. um yeah so the New York Times did a deep dive, revealed a, b- a bunch of just wild shit. Uh, <laughs> many of his signature businesses, including his golf courses, report losing just 
absurd amounts of money. Just so much money. Just like he is very bad at business would be like the top line takeaway. I just wish that they had to like provide an itemized list of what yeah. they're like. We lost a billion dollars in golf balls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, th- there are some itemized things that you know. First of all, it, it should be noted that this is all their version of events, right? Like when you're right. filing your taxes, this is like your account of what happened to you financially that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't have that much insight, but we do have itemized uh, deductions <laughs> like $70,000 in hairstyling for <laughs> Donald Trump in particular mm. for a television. Um, there's apparently, so like when The Apprentice came out and mm. he, like the marketing for him uh, kicked into high gear and like people stopped associating him with like going bankrupt <laughs> all the time. Like that guy who is famous for constantly Notor- yeah, notoriously losing. bad businessman. Yeah. Notoriously <laughs> bad businessman and started like associating him with, you know, middle America started associating him with being good at business. Uh, and not just middle America, mm-hmm. a lot of whoever watches TV started associating yeah. him with that. Sure. Uh, he, took advantage of that and started borrowing tons and tons of money. Uh, And so that money is apparently about to come due like hundreds of millions of dollars. And that people who have looked at his financial, uh, at his tax documents are like, there's no way he has that money. Like that story was, I I mean, it's like, God only knows if this will actually result in anything. I feel Mm -hmm. so dead inside them. Like who knows? But it was fucking fascinating to read through this story of just like the length of fuckery like the more you it's so boring going into like the hyper specifics of documents mm-hmm. like that but if you look hard enough you'll find the funniest shit in the entire world yeah. <laughs> it really is like the boss baby was like a real life person <laughs> yeah. right you're just like oh you know i'll take money and i'll funnel it into this into this failing stinking ship and i'll funnel it into this what i love so much about that article is that like it was so dense and so comprehensive that they had to come up like a top twenty-one craziest things right. that they found. Yeah, the New York <laughs> in Times the article. Right. Yeah. yeah, there's they a buzzkey the inside yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 Here, here are the greatest hits of capitalism failing. <laughs> Check these out, baby. But yeah, like Jamie, to your point, like I feel like we've learned repeatedly, like by this presidency, by this just version of America, to never underestimate uh, his followers. Ability to ignore the fucking so, <laughs> the just the most deflating. Yeah, yeah. But, I would be. I would be really surprised if this. Re- I hope it does. I would be surprised, but it's I not going to. The puncture, reporting is incredible. It's not going to puncture like the cult, right? Like they they None. invented a cult to specifically explain away just the most image deflating uh, news about yeah. him. Um, but it does seem like it like gets at. And the Democrats are not taking it this way. The Democrats are just taking it as like, it is not fair that he didn't pay enough taxes. Like that <laughs> probably isn't the thing that's going to resonate yeah. the most with Never underestimate. Nancy Pelosi clap. Yeah. Right. Never underestimate their ability to fumble anything. Right. <laughs> but the fact that it, so we now know because of the New York Times reporting that he inherited so many millions of dollars and that he the thing that he is good at is losing that money he just like (laughs) loses it over and over so he's not the thing he's not like if i were a trump supporter the thing that i would be like i would feel very worried about that central uh i don't know like 
vulnerability that the guy who is yeah. our candidate's main thing that he's supposed to be good at he actually sucks he's, at he's actually really good at not being good at it like that's the, he's that's like his, the worst yeah um so i don't know like it seems like that should it's be a like how many times have we with. learned this lesson though it's like it's such common knowledge like this yeah. was, i mean seeing seeing the uh, even the headline alone of like income paying income tax in the three figures and then seeing all the comparative the stuff that is like, figures. like, and then seeing like a teacher pays like $10,000 in income tax and like just how right. it's, but it's like, how many times are we going to be reminded that he's horrible at business <laughs> and that he has been evading taxes for decades before yeah. it? Like, when is it going to matter? Is it ever going to matter? I don't know. Right. I mean, mm. so the thing that he his retort when Hillary Clinton was like, "You don't pay taxes." That's right. Not good <laughs> as an American, he was like, "That that makes me smart." Uh, <laughs> I'm a genius. But, yeah. Like you're a bunch yeah. of suckers. <laughs> but the people who are like, so people who have as much money as him, uh, whether they earned it or were gifted it by their daddy, um, <laughs> were like pay on average like for the amount of money that he has. They should have. Paid forty, no, sorry, four hundred million dollars. Jesus Christ! In in combined federal income taxes, if he were just like on average with Uh. the top point zero one percent of people of like wealth in the in the nation, so like (laughs) other people who are obviously you know smart enough with their money to have actually earned that much money (laughs) still pay taxes. They still pay. Like <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars of taxes, um, so he's just I think criminally delinquent is the <laughs> is the appropriate description. Oh boy, I I truly would love to see an itemized list. Like, what's the dumbest thing that they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on? Okay. Like, I, I'm yeah. not I mean I wouldn't say like magic beans, but like I would not be shocked if it was something adjacent to like glowing rocks that he's like business rocks that he spent you know two point <laughs> five million dollars on. You know, this, uh, yeah, I want rocks. like. The super breakdown because it's like okay, seventy thousand dollars in hair. Unpack that. Like yeah, we're, right. we're doing. And Ivanka gets a lot of money, a lot of write-offs for consulting. Oh fees. yeah, I completely yeah. glossed over that fact. Yeah, she was getting like consult, like she got like what almost like eight hundred thousand in consulting fees. Yeah, like her deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she's one of our greatest consultants, one of our great <laughs> business minds. Yeah, um, yeah. So there, there's also. So a nonpartisan watchdog is filing allegations that the Trump campaign, this version of the Trump campaign, the 2020, like the (laughs) one that he is actively using to try to win the presidency, was Mm -hmm. laundering $170 million, uh, mostly to Brad Parscale's businesses, (laughs) but also $7 million to Trump businesses. Cool. Yeah. That seems bad, <laughs> right? That's not good. Yeah, that's not uh, good to me. Yeah, and it also, I feel like it's so flagrant. Like, uh, like I, I don't know. I couldn't think of a more um, cartoonishly and outwardly evil, corrupt uh, administration if I wanted to. And the yeah. crazy thing is, like, every three weeks, a new like the goalpost is not only moved, but it is in, it is enlarged to such a degree that it becomes comical. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's the- such a weird like 
feeling too where it's like at this I guess this time in the election cycle is mm-hmm. when these stories are supposed to be dropping yeah of yeah like these big bombshell like it's such an organized machine of when mm-hmm. these stories drop because now Biden can talk to him about it tonight and like yeah you know, so and, and shit like that like there's such a clear precedent for it and it feels like there our hopes are kind of brought up every once in a while to be like mm. th- I mean we've talked about it all the time of like this is this is it yeah. This is going to be the we thing. We got him. We finally got him. We did it. I mean, yeah. I hope I hope that Biden, you know, handle, you know, uses this like pretty significant leverage well tonight yeah. and at least gets the because it's I've I've saw it like trending, but I didn't I I just hope that this is not the kind of story that just ends up kind of disappearing because everything mm-hmm. is wrong, which does yeah. which has been happening. It makes me feel better mostly because uh Staging a coup like we've been worried that they're going to do and, Mm -hmm. you know, ignore election results and just try to take over uh, or, you know, short circuit the democratic process like that is difficult. That that would be very hard (laughs) to pull off and would require a lot of. Uh, you know, coordination and mm. like, you're also not supposed to be foreshadowing it from six weeks in advance. <laughs> right. so, like yeah, he's treating it like it's it a new secret. season yeah. of fucking Fargo. I'm like, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't drop the trait the, the teaser then the trailer for the right. coup. You just do it, Mr. President. Are you going to stage a coup? I cannot tell a lie. Yes, yes, I'm going to do that. It's like, why, no. why didn't why didn't you just lie and say that <laughs> yeah. was weird? Yeah, that's the crazy too. It's like you lie all the time. Why don't you say no? Right. Never, I would never do that. I love America. Right. And then just like Beyonce, like, you drop a midnight release of coup. You're done. I mean, I do think the his strategy is probably that he wants to sow discord and like get his violent followers and the yeah. QAnon people. Uh, to be like ready to take up arms, uh, which appears to be working. Oh yeah, they're gonna start killing. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be bad. Uh, and then Brad, Brad Parscale, the aforementioned Brad Parscale. Uh, so right around Jack, the time that they're gonna be killing. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna start killing people. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, they're it's, gonna start killing. Oh, it's probably yeah. true. Wow, oh. wow, wow. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Brad it's, it's such a dark <laughs> sentence. I didn't even want to complete it, but yeah, I, I think they are. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm very worried about that. Um, yeah, that his yeah rhetoric is going to cause the number one threat to safety and peace in the country, according to the FBI and white supremacists. Yeah. Uh, terrorism I mean, like that's plenty gonna... going on in Portland this week. There was a lot going on in LA this weekend as yeah. well. It's yeah. things are ramping up, so stay safe, everybody. Um, now, how about this Brad Parscale character? <laughs> yeah, what kind of shenanigans did he get into? Yeah, <laughs> shenanigans. Uh, I'm calling shenanigans on this fella. Uh, so right around the time that that uh, report, that watchdog report came out, he like holed himself up in his house uh, with guns and started saying that he was going to kill himself. Uh, and so he got like what in LA is called 5150, but uh, in yeah. Florida it has a different. Uh, oh, they got a different one. They got a different. I think it's called like the Brady Act or something. Um, but basically, it's when you can't be trusted to not harm yourself, and so mm-hmm. he was taken into psychiatric care. But this dude was like w- running the Trump campaign a month ago, 
I was so, like, yeah, extremely recently. Yeah, and then I, I already saw some stories that were spinning it like, did this guy really work for Trump? And like, yeah, like you could just go back four weeks and see that he obviously worked for the Trump administration. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did he I don't really, Zig? Did he really? <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I when I have asked, especially in that tone. Yeah. To yeah, now admit. I'm thinking like, man, he, didn't listen, he I didn't see that I didn't see that angle he was coming from. Right. Well, this kind of brings me to something I've wanted to talk about, which is that uh, J.P. Morgan sunk the Titanic. And I think that when you think about it, it really is kind of all connected. Can you um, chase that theory down? for, Or have you chased that down? Like, do you know what the theory is? Wait, well, he was a big yes. fat guy and he, he got really cold and then he, <laughs> yeah. he ripped a hole in the side of the Titanic. Yes, let me. I was looking at because I've just been doing a ton of research for this story, and it's <laughs> makes my head hurt. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get you. I'll I'll get it for you. Um, okay. This story is, but I mean, this Brad Parscale story is tricky because it's mm-hmm. like I mean, it's a mental yeah. health crisis, and that mm-hmm. is a Very terrifying sad. experience in itself. Being that he appears to be okay, I hope that this is you know like that this ends up being like a conscience like. I have right. some things I need to get off my chest about working for, for the for the world's worst person. Like I don't yeah. know. I I, well, I don't. I, want, I wonder like, how this will play out. I mean, when you look at the fact that it was like one hundred and seventy million dollars, mostly to Brad Parscale's mm. businesses or businesses right. registered mm, to him, yeah. seems like he is like fits the mold of a fall guy very easily. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so stamp right on his forehead. Yeah. Right. Prison so he might right just be forehead. coming to terms with yeah. that. that like, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> like, that. that's a thing that repeatedly happens to Trump. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh, that's another thing that I've sort of, I mean, enjoyed it maybe too, uh, too light of a word, but, like, watching each new rube that he, he circles through, yeah. every... every Let's say three to f- three to six months. There's a new guy that's going like, that you see them like, oh, this person is going to go to prison for Trump, and like right. they never see it coming until like the last minute. Yep. Um, but anyways, hope you know. Hopefully he's okay. Uh, yeah. Shout and- out to a King Brad. We hope you're doing good. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, I was like, he's very low on the list of people. Right. Like, Give a fuck if he's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was nice that the police showed up to his house while he was armed and, uh, you know, inebriated and didn't shoot him. That was kind of them. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of crazy they did that, too. I can't believe they did that. I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's kind of uh, not what they're known for doing. I have an update on uh, J.P. Morgan QAnon. Oh, okay. I Great. needed to clarify it. So it is... It's a very you QAnon with in JP a way. Morgan sources with, with the spokesperson. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm Titanic nepotism, so I just reached out. <laughs> right, to, right. Okay, so the theory is, so JP Morgan, I guess, was supposed to be on the Titanic, but mm. then canceled his ticket at the last ah. minute. Oh, 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 oh. Three of JP Morgan's rivals, just other rich guys, Jacob Astor, Isidore Strauss. Uh, grand, grand something to King Princess and Benjamin Guggenheim were on the ship. So the theory is J.P. Mm. Morgan had the sh- had two thousand people killed to kill three rich guys. Even mm. though everything, there most of these rich guys bought their ticket after J.P. Morgan had canceled. So it actually makes no sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're probably all, saw, all part of the same of- weird rich guy Illuminati too. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's yeah, it's right. just old timey Illuminati. But the comment section on this explainer page is really fun because it's just like Doug says, "Yes, this is all true." The maritime from Doug. Yeah. Shit. The the maritime scheme goes deep. Do your research because uh, <laughs> this was like a debunking page. Anyways, uh, a disaster, a mess. Do your damn research. Uh, yeah. Um, you, I mean, he said what he said. Yeah, the Q thing. Uh, we we have a podcast coming uh, called Q Clearance that is going to look mm. into who Q actually is. But uh, there is a episode of Reply All that just came out that uh, poses uh, a theory as to like who is in control of the the account and also just looks at the overall phenomenon. One of the things they're pointing out is that like this is nobody's first conspiracy theory. It's mm. like people mm-hmm. who believed in. Who are like nine eleven truthers? Uh, mm. I think they flat call it earthers that. is right. a, is a big group of people who migrated. Yeah, it's the heroine of conspiracy theories. It's like the thing wow. you work your way up to. Um, the big leagues. Yeah, the big leagues. The the goods. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, really good. No, uh, heroin is bad for you. That is our official policy. Um, good take. Yeah. I, you know, I say the brave An evergreen take. (laughs) Yeah. An evergreen take. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, we talked about some really important things while we were gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, Twilight, for instance. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Got my little Edward Cullen wig right nearby. Yeah. <laughs> ready to cosplay at a moment's notice. Yeah. Um, really briefly, I want to talk about a new uh, propaganda campaign com- <laughs> Let's go. that the Trump administration has spent $300 million on. They took that mm-hmm. money from the CDC budget because who? What, the, what does the CDC need yeah, money need for that. right now during a global pandemic and uh, put it to HHS, Health and Human Services, uh, and the campaign is to defeat the coronavirus. I'm sorry, that's defeat despair about the coronavirus. <laughs> My bad. Uh, much better, much better. They're paying celebrities to talk about how the coronavirus shouldn't I can't make believe, us sad. Oh, I can't believe Quaid took the check. Uh, I just... This is yeah. such a peak, like, I mean, this is just peak Trump administration thing to do. Instead of investing in finding a solution, it's like, let's reinvest that money in marketing to make it seem like right. things are fine when they're not. <laughs> the, I mean, the one thing that he did make money on over the past 15 years was his branding, like putting the Trump yeah. name towards things. Like, yeah. he's good at that. That's the one thing he's good at. And this is another example of that. He's not going to actually... Do the thing that brings value to Americans of fighting the pandemic. He's just going to uh, brand his pandemic <laughs> response as the greatest pandemic response yeah. in the world with the help of the dad from Parent Trap. Um, I just can't get over like I, this is beside, but this has been such a weirdly big year for Dennis Quaid, and I just can't make sense of it. He's like really having a moment right now. He like married a twenty-six-year-old. Uh, oh wow. And, him and Sean Penn both. Uh, Sean, do oh. you know Sean Penn married uh, Val Kilmer's daughter? Sorry, this is just like. Are you serious? Me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So fucking weird. Yeah, it's horrible. Oh, no. Dennis I, uh, Quaid married he a child. Probably like met a, her when she was like zero. Yeah. That's 
Yeah. Fucking so <laughs> gross. They were both like huge celebrities when she was born, presumably. Oh, that's um, so bizarre. Yeah. I, I will say this seems like, uh, you know, instead of like, you know, taking the ejection, like it seems like he's just handing out Trump... <laughs> Trump branded lollipops to like the sick right. kids instead of yeah. like taking the actual medicine. You don't need that shot. Just yeah, here, just here take this go, lollipop. Yeah. So, what does this campaign like consist of? Like, where does the three hundred million dollars go? So, there's going to be uh, Quaid is going to uh, talk to I think Fauci. Um, about... Oh, he did. Oh, on the Denisons. Yeah, I think oh. that's right. I think that's part of it because yeah. And then Your CDC money going into the Denisons. Wow. Yes. <laughs> now it's part of big podcast. Who would have thought? Um, Why is every, every, and every celebrity podcast, the Denisons, if you listen to it, it sounds like it was recorded in a hallway. Like you're just like, <laughs> why can celebrities not get like a decent zoom mic? Right. Well, it's because they are just throwing this together. They, they don't need yeah. a decent zoom mic to collect the paycheck. Yeah. Of, this is like of, on their list of important things. This is like number 27, maybe. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> And it's taxpayer money. Uh, yeah. We should just keep <laughs> three hundred million in taxpayer dollars, uh, none of which came from the president. But so Quaid's going to talk mm. to Fauci. Yeah, uh, we have a recording artist named CC Winans uh, who uh, is going to speak to another like government official, uh. Doctor Oz. Garth Brooks. Oh, my boy, Dr. Oz is in Garth Brooks. What? Oh, you know These it. These are some heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah. Wait, okay. Um, and yeah, they're just, the idea is to talk about how like there's nothing to fear but fear itself. Uh, they got Garth, but did they get Chris Gaines? Yeah, what's his That's, take on all this? That is the <laughs> yeah. question. Um, I, is, I wonder what Chris Gaines' politics are. Gaines, Gaines <laughs> is like a little more moody about the whole thing. but yeah. um, Gaines is actually super woke, but Garth Brooks is the one you got to look out for. Oh, that's the it's it's the most it's the best uh, Jekyll Hyde <laughs> battle <laughs> of um, this century. I, I would I cannot wait to know what their bullet points are to def- one what they de- what they define as despair and what their platform is to like then defeat it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, when this news hit uh, and Dennis Quaid was called out for his participation, uh, he responded b- with a, uh, a Instagram post. <laughs> Uh, that lashed out at the cancel culture media. Oh, uh, no. It was titled "No Good Deed Goes Unpoliticized." Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah, who would have thought that a PSA directly ordered by the president to be rushed out before an election would get politicized? Uh, um, I wonder if Dennis Quaid tweeted that from one of his yachts. Maybe that was like maybe like <laughs> he got he was like having his chef was making him some like beef tartare. He's like, guys. I just want to like unplug for a little bit. Now I got to deal with this PSA. Like I just trying to do a good deed, talk to my boy Dr. Fauci, and now like I don't have to realize with like, oh yeah, I'm taking blood money from Trump. I'm pretty right. sure he voted for Trump anyway. Like, he, yeah, this is like he, he, after, he, for sure. Yeah, after the 2016 election, he told paparazzi that uh, he thinks everything's going to be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. And Dennis okay. Quaid is also he's the brother of the of the crazier Quaid, right? Like of Randy Quaid. He's of Randy Quaid's brother. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, the Quaids are complicated. Also, his son. I'm sorry, I know I know so much about nepotism. It's my area of expertise. Mm-hmm. Isn't his uh, son like a successful comic his, actor? His son is the star of The Boys. On oh Amazon wow, Comic. I like Jack that Quaid, Quaid too. I like Jack Quaid yeah. too. Yeah. Maybe he's I was a like, good I, one. 
I wonder, I hope that Jack Quaid is sitting down with with Dennis and, and giving him some talk because yeah. I, I, I want to believe the best in Meg Ryan's son. He's like double nepotism. Oh, right? wow. A twofer. Yeah. I yeah. didn't realize that Meg and Dennis had broken up. That's that's where I'm at. You, wow. You hate to see Culturally. it. Yeah. yeah. You really He's do. now married to someone his son's age. So big year for Dennis. Yeah. This big is year. I just, just government money going to Dennis Quaid is just like, <laughs> all right, I'm done. That's a wrap. <laughs> all right. Let's do a quick brain bleach news rundown. Uh, talk about things that are happening that are, uh, I think, mostly, you know, uh, sealed off from the political uh, just global hellscape we're all existing in. Mm-hmm. Uh, two that are actually like sealed off is, is uh, what's happening in the NBA bubble. Actually, three right off the bat that are happening in actual literal bubbles. LeBron James uh, made it to the finals and is just went completely off. Um, <laughs> is so good at basketball, so good at being a famous person. Um you know, on this show, we've been raving about like Damian Lillard was in the bubble, like making these shots that he was like shooting from half court and just mm. like draining it like it was no big deal. And it was like sort of this next level thing. And then we started doing the same thing about Jamal Murray, who's another young guy who is like making just shots that you've never seen people make before. But LeBron, you know, old man LeBron just came through and defeated both of those teams. Yeah. And- as, as someone who does not watch that many sports, I can always tell sort of what's happening by what type of memes I'm seeing on my timeline on Twitter. So yeah. I guessed, I guess accurately, that LeBron James done something impressive because there's a lot of pictures of him without his shoes on next to pictures of Thanos with like a goofy <laughs> yes, on yes. so like i saw a lot of that so i figured he did something very impressive over the weekend but like i didn't have enough context clues to know what exactly he did do and it's really I, interesting much the same i'm yeah. like something good happened tonight people yeah. are smiling yeah so the lakers are back in the finals uh lebron in in the closeout game uh when they if they won they got to the finals he just took the team on his shoulders and like mm. started playing like it was I think like almost the best basketball he's ever played like for a quarter and a half there, which is incredible because this is the time period when like the other greatest of all time were either slowing way down or mm. uh, retired already. Um, yeah. Damn. And this is somebody who was like brain damagingly famous when he was 15 years old, like the, oh, yeah, yeah. like Nike and Adidas. I always talk about this, but it's still like worth repeating that when he was a kid in high school, Nike and Adidas were taking up billboards around his hometown that were aimed only at him trying to get him <laughs> to <laughs> sign with them. Like, That's crazy. What happens to your brain when, yeah. and he's like just done exactly what people like the very highest, high hopes that anybody could have had for him he has succeeded like and opened schools and like Mm. done like other than one like kind of misstep when he was talking about china has been pretty uh (laughs) pretty great uh politically i'm Um, glad that it's i don't follow sports but it did mm -hmm. make me just feel secondhand good over the weekend i'm like oh people are happy about something yeah yeah it's nice seeing yeah yeah it's (sighs) nice seeing joy the various spots of joy on the timeline yeah. yeah, it's nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there are still people who 
despise him for reasons that I don't I don't get it. But they like I when know enough. I was posting that, or just like retweeting something about how good he is, people were like, "That's bullshit." He's <laughs> like Jordan, so like they just it can't you can't compliment him without it yeah. being like you, perceived look, as like an insult to Michael Jordan. Well, like, Jackie, you, on, you had to have to understand you can't hold space for two people at the same time. Like you right. can't enjoy yeah. two can only sports be one. Yeah, there two can only be one. completely different games separated by decades. Yeah. Uh, and like, I love Michael Jordan. Mike, I, Michael Jordan was like my absolute fucking hero when I was a kid. But like, oh, we were, we were there so for the last dance. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were there. I realized as, as I was watching the last dance, I realized that like, I had not watched a single Bulls game as a kid. I just liked the idea of Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, like, yeah I realized like I've never watched a basketball game as a kid, but I still loved Michael Jordan. Yeah. You saw him take down the uh those aliens and yeah. Space Jam, right? He saved the earth, man. Yeah. <laughs> um and then the other thing, uh on the other side in the East, Miami made it to the finals uh after destroying uh the evil Celtics. Uh, and uh, as I mentioned, I love uh, Andre Iguodala and Solomon Hill both just looking like they're shipwrecked. And then their uh, one of their best players, Jimmy Butler, started a coffee chain out of his hotel room. Oh hell uh, yeah! Where, where he's uh, where he's selling coffee for twenty dollars a cup to people uh, who just apparently the coffee stores like in the hotels where they're all staying had to be shut down for uh, that's quarantine. So that's so that's like an like, elementary school business. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like just big face so coffee. And then another one of their best players, one of their another one of their starters, was not drafted into the NBA when he came out of college three years ago. And like somebody from the Ringer was like, "Yeah, this dude just like reached out to me out of the blue and was like, hey, I, I'm looking for like internships. Could you like? Because I, I I don't think my career is gonna keep going. And now he's uh, playing in the finals and like putting in like big big minutes. Um. So across the pond, another bubble has formed uh, around Ooh. the Great British Baking Show, um, which, oh. yeah, they the whole season is being filmed and produced inside a bubble. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's good for them. Yeah. Good yeah. For, I've heard so many, like production horror stories already with stuff mm-hmm. starting back up that I like that they're like, you know, we as a nation value the great baking show and we're gonna take we're gonna do what it takes yeah are you guys do you guys watch this i've never watched it no i i know that i would love it but i've been i need to finish uh every episode of girlfriends before i can watch something else and there's (laughs) 900 seasons yeah i also did not watch the show but again it's one of those shows where i see memes on the timeline every now and then so like yeah it seems like um maybe because we've been in a hellscape for the past four years there's been a dearth of like just wholesome content and it seems like this is one of those shows that like fills that void of like it's wholesome it's nice people are i'm assuming generally pretty nice to one another it's not like you know, Gordon Ramsay's like ripping someone a new asshole every episode. Like, that's not why you come to see. That's not why you come to necessarily watch the great British Bake Off. And also, yeah. it's like I, I mean, a couple of text threads where people will just like talk about how much they love the show and how soothing it is. It seems almost like it, it's their version of like a Xanax. Is like they'll watch yeah. two or three episodes yeah. of the Great British Breaking Show. <laughs> yeah, there's. I wonder. Like, I have a few shows that I know are like very 
just good and like mm-hmm. wholesome and pure that I just haven't watched because I'm saving them for yeah. like when the shit really hits the right. That's why for I'm when saving Trump wins the 2020 election. <laughs> no, <looks> like. <laughs> I'm. I am I am doing that with Pen Fifteen season two because I love mm. that show so dearly and yeah. I'm like I think I just feel like I'm gonna need it. Yeah, I, I wanna... just I just started Pen Fifteen. Like I've only done like half of the first episode, but when um, Maya Erskine does her her uh, Ace Ventura impression. Like I've never laughed so hard and felt like such a, like I for like for like thirty seconds I forgot that the world was on fire. They're yeah. both so good, but Maya's performance is, I think, my favorite comedic performance of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like I have to stand up while I'm watching it because I like <laughs> think it's so fucking funny that yeah, I just like I, I like it, pace around and like <laughs> just laugh like scream laugh. I, uh, I love how how well they are able to truly capture what was like being in middle school and like how yeah. serious yeah. everything was. Like in that first episode when um she's like Jeremy's a bitch and she's like oh my god did you I don't think I can date Jeremy anymore because Dylan said that he he's a bitch like like, <laughs> right. like yeah. just how that would like ro- how that piece of electricity would like just crackle through everyone and yeah. be like oh my yeah. god did you hear that Dylan called Jeremy a bitch and the other kid so it's them as like people in their like 20s or 30s <laughs> like playing middle school kids but then the middle school kids are really good too yeah. like, the child actors are really I'm like if what I were a child happening? actor I would not be able to play it straight at all why are child actors so good all the time I sudden? know I where they understand. come from I know very strange. They famously, I was like, I didn't see a good check except for Haley Joel Osment, of course, mm. but that's like king level. Yeah, it's god tier. Yeah, so him and, I think him and Dakota Fanning, right? Those were like the two. Yeah, the two they best the ones. God, yeah, they were the god tier of our generation. I love Haley Joel Osment. I hope he's doing well. <laughs> yeah. I think he is. What? What? He's in some show. He was uh, in the boys. Everything. He was in the boy. Yeah. 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 He he and Billy Zane, two of my favorite character <laughs> actors, will show up on random shows sometimes playing themselves and yeah. they seem to be okay with it and I'm okay with it too. Yeah. What uh it, did you guys both watch The Boys? I did the first no. season. I'm only I've only seen the f- first episode of the second season. This is my thing. I I'm a binge boy, hashtag binge boy, hashtag bubble boy. So like I uh, <laughs> I'm gonna wait till every episode is out and then I wanna tear through it. Like I, I hate being like I understand why they do it from a marketing standpoint, but like I wanna watch everything back to back. Watching stuff week to week is no longer a lifestyle that works for me. Cause I've been <laughs> watching I've been watching the Nexium documentary and I get truly oh like angry when i can't watch i'm like this is not how i'm supposed to feel <laughs> yeah i uh, i i've seen the first four episodes and I, I i i was watching oh great i can't wait to watch this like this like you know this this deconstruction of like crazy whiteness and i was talking so much shit the first three episodes and then the fourth episode <laughs> comes and you're like oh my god a black lady's doing this and i was completely devastated so like i haven't returned back to it <laughs> but i out. talked i yeah i talked so much shit to all my friends about how look at these crazy white people and then the calls were coming from inside the house the entire time <laughs> <laughs> no one is immune to yeah. volleyball guy like it's yeah. so it's the thing the, it's it's so horrifying right but the yeah the, my sticking points on it the silliest thing to me is the the husband named nippy yeah. his name is nippy and he's like in charge of like the mra wing yeah the cult and then you're like but we like him but he's cool yeah he, like, he's like a no. toxic hank hill like he has the energy of like <laughs> yes. 
he feels like he would earnestly say, I'm going to kick your ass. And like he would, I think he would actually mean it. I just, it's, it's very upsetting content and I don't mm-hmm. want to belittle it. But every time that you hear like a phone call of like, I can't believe I have to tell Nippy about all this. I'm like, I can't deal with this. I can't wait to watch something else. Not um, Nippy. Not Nippy. Please, no. <laughs> I I haven't made the HBO Max, like just the investment of three minutes that it would take to figure out, like, because I, I do have HBO, so I know I can like get you in so there. watch most of this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, just I need HBO don't. Max to like, open its arms to the Roku crowd. Yeah. yeah. I I need it to just work. Like I would love to be yeah. able to watch more than six minutes of any TV show or movie and not have it just freeze for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm watching it on my boyfriend's PS4. It's dehumanizing. <laughs> yeah. What are we animals? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was mentioning up top that the takeout did a rundown of Korean soft drinks, but, uh, if you guys aren't already fans, the only thing I would say is the mm-hmm. yogurt drinks are great. Banana milk is something that uh Ooh, banana milk is good. Yeah, I'd never had that, but that I, looks uh, incredible. I, I have a question for you, Jack. Have you I'm looking at this list as well, and I've just come across Sack Sack, and I, it looks fantastic. It's like a little tiny can looking at like eight ounces. It's got like an orange on it. Have you tried that? Have you tried the no, Sack Sack? That yeah, that was like number one on my list of things that I need to try. Oh, immediately Mm. yeah um they say if you're past the novice level of korean beverage aisle browsing Mm. uh then you will be into sack sack uh yeah i think i'm ready to take that plunge yeah Um, i've got so much to learn yeah (laughs) and if it's not carbonated baby it can be don't worry (laughs) (laughs) uh and then finally uh i did want to you know I, I think everybody's been on the edge of their seat wondering how what what the news story about the movie The Social Network was going to be. Um, I was like, how it? <laughs> what the news? Yeah, was it Aaron Sorkin's little freaky comment about it, or what was it? <laughs> no, it's just somebody pointed out that they got his wardrobe like eerily exactly right. Like every oh piece God. of clothing that Jesse Eisenberg wears in the movie. Is something that like Mark Zuckerberg like? I resent owns this news owns. item. Uh, I just like it because uh, it's a real like we're watching you type thing to just one person who is like the we're watching you king. Um, so <laughs> that, that made me happy. Uh, there, there was like a brief flash of Aaron Sorkin trending a couple of days ago, and it was because he just, he's just like, I uh, understand that he's like a good writer in some yeah. cases, yeah, 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 uh, but like he can be a really good writer. But he just was like, uh, in 2020, here's how I would write the election, <laughs> I saw and that. it would be at the peak of the, and then Trump's uh, like Trump's loyal standby people would turn their back and say, "Enough is enough, Mr. <laughs> Trump, I'm done." And I was like, "Shut the fuck up! Yeah, what he's are a, you, you know, doing?" He's a very talented writer in some occasions, but also he phenomenally cannot read the room, and I think that's <laughs> that's his main superpower: is like not being able to read the. Room as like someone who is not a who wrote the West Wing for a million seasons. Right. Uh, I mean, it's like I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up Studio sixty for anything. So I'm glad <laughs> he's here. I enjoy, I enjoy his good work, and I also enjoy his bad work. So uh, I don't know. Studio I don't know. He's so he's bad. so annoying. It's. <laughs> 
I just am like, I could beat him in a fight. <laughs> the <laughs> he level beat of, his ass. I believe yeah. you. I got your back, Jamie. <laughs> I've been doing the Jane Fonda workout for six months. I'm fucking ready. <laughs> yeah. The just the level of dissonance and just like lack of self awareness that it took to like have that whole series <laughs> be about like an SNL clone and then just assume he could write. SNL sketches? <laughs> like, I, don't need help. I don't need help. I got this. Yeah. We got it. Don't worry. I um, love it. Hubris gone right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, Zig, it's been a pleasure having you oh, on the Oh, thanks for having me back. Zeitgeist. Always love coming on the show. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Uh, you can find me on all them social media platforms at Yay for Zig. I'll be out here. Keep your finger on the pulse if you want to learn about What's it like on my now on my new carbonation voyage? Um, I'm gonna be I'll be tweeting a lot about it. Don't worry, guys. I will be having a review of this carbonated Gatorade coming soon. So keep your fingers Hell on the yeah. pulse, folks. One assignment that uh, this is like very end stage of this mm-hmm. experiment, but take a bath in like oh, a carbonated oh. bath water. Ooh. Oh boy, my skin <laughs> will be flourishing. Yes, I was supposed to say, what would happen? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, and is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Yeah, this is a tweet that I saw the other day. It's from Kelgore, K-E-L-G-O-R-E, Trout. And it says, simply, men be treating their bed sheets like a damn cast iron pan. And it's very true. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so gross. Uh, Jamie, where can people find you and follow you? What's a tweet uh, you've been enjoying? You can uh, find me on social media, Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help, uh, Instagram at Jamie Christ Superstar. There's an episode of a show I wrote uh, airing on Sci-Fi this weekend. The show is Magical Girl Friendship Squad. It's on at midnight. You should watch it. It's a really fun show. I'm excited to watch that. It looks really fun. It's. I haven't gotten. I haven't seen. Uh, I've only seen the first episode, so I'm mm. excited. And and I play the villain too. Oh hell yeah! Um, on this episode, so watch that. Um, I my tweet is kind of depressing. I don't know why I chose this tweet, <laughs> but it is a statement of fact. Um, I think just as a w- way to demonstrate how little uh, people care when rich people don't pay their taxes. Um, it's at from at Tad Prol, and it's. Uh, hey, remember when the Panama Papers were released and they showed how basically every wealthy person on the, on the planet was avoiding taxes by offshoring their money and nothing was done about it except the reporter who broke the story was murdered by a car bomb. Jesus <laughs> which brought me to my favorite by Jamie's Little Nepotism fact, which is that Phoebe Waller-Bridge's father is named in the Panama Papers. Oh, ho, ho. cracking this thing every- wide open. Even talented people are nepotism. It's just a fact. <laughs> so frustrating. <laughs> um, That's my takeaway from the Panama Papers. <laughs> uh, tweet I've been enjoying. DVD at DVD player tweeted, Beautiful girls, nothing. Sean Kingston, I will kill myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist. On Instagram, we have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. <laughs> footnotes. Uh, we link off to the information we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Super producer Anna Hosnier uh, has suggested the song Cut Him In by Anderson Puck and 
uh, Rick Ross. Uh, shout out to super producer Anna Hosnier. Always bringing the fire music recommendation when uh, Miles is out. Uh, that is going to do it for today's episode. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. We'll talk to you all day. Bye. Bye. Wait, wait, wait. Jugging on the main stage. Fucking up the mainframe. Loosen up your face, baby. Sometimes I need a Hydrate, protect my energy before engagement. Grew up having nothing, you labeled impatient. But once the boss made it, you labeled amazing. Meticulous with words, such a force of nature. Boss. I don't wanna seem absurd, but that boy's a gangster. Fo- focusing on me, way from Tel Aviv. Barbados with the hustle, pockets, LRDs. Distinctive destinations, all I wanna see.